Yo, what up? <clears throat> Excuse me, this is V, aka Vernon English once again. No, this is not an audio, what do you call that, series or recording or accounting of like current events. None of that. No, this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds audiobook series. And um, I'm really, you know, excited to be here, excited to speak to you on this platform uh hit the spotify button hit subscribe let someone know about the pieces uh definitely and uh, looking out to branch out on other podcasting worlds so if anybody's looking for a random guy who talks about anime and his book and i don't know just the overall creative of what an african-american male is doing in this day and age in 2022 I think it's an unbiased thing, you know, to have me speak, but then to collaboratively have an unbiased opinion when I say that. Usually, you know, people can have something in the cancel culture section, and I'll, I'll get on to that. But hit the subscribe button, let someone know about it, and uh, definitely you have to let people know that this is a writer's room. So I'm teaching, or at least pointing the direction into how creatively to manage the ins and outs of what it takes to be quote-unquote essentially a writer now i don't always say that it's something to be revered or something to be i don't know modeled after I utilize what I do as a template for others. I mean, I wouldn't quintessentially tell you to go out and smoke a spliff and then create a podcast and talk about how you write. I, I don't <laughs> think that many other writers uh, would want to do the things that I've done. However, there are certain points in a writer's life that determines and quintessentially sets the tone for what it is that they want to bring. If you're a poetry writer, if you are a copywriter, if you are a <laughs> whatever the case may be, the writing should speak volumes for yourself. And I mean, it, if you even are a creative music writer, you can utilize this podcast and go through and everything, you know what I'm saying, will become inspiration to you on a daily basis where you don't have to go out and seek it it inevitably comes to you and you model yourself and how you do your art from that i have many different topics that i talk about and many different things and television shows that i watch i just needed you know i'm saying a break today to collect my thoughts and actually you know (laughs) figure it out where it was that i was thinking or aiming towards Essentially, as a writer or as a creative, you need that time period to think, literally, while running from here to there is fine and, you know, it's dandy to get things done. However, uh, the art world will always be separate from that. And that's essentially why you have architecture and engineers who have a job that way, but then they also you know, collab with artists who are quintessentially, unequivocally uh, (laughs) the non-norm when it comes to how things get done. But inevitably, they still do. 
Now, I'm a purveyor and a large mouthpiece for how other people, as far as us as a society, and I say people because I'm all the races, but when we look at artists and we judge them on how they spend their days, and I laugh at this to high heaven, I just laugh so hard, and I'll probably be doing this until I'm old and gray because then obviously people will be thinking differently and obviously have some upper echelon of whatever whatever and then those uh <laughs> in space but the art form in the essential the the the, the fact of like the art form that word will always be there it will always be you know what i'm saying the new thing, this new combination, this new accessibility that has been combined or has come back into fruition or our view that is brand new. Now, I'm not going to go into philosophical arguments. <laughs> I save those for another day, truly. But I, I look at that and that's how I get excited when I think of art and the mediocrity or you know determining if someone is has done something or hasn't done something to a certain degree is not necessarily my delineation or my job to do uh, if someone does art i love that i i get the opportunity to look at something amazing but if someone does something differently i let others judge on their viewpoint on what their art is uh, I know what I like, and that's kind of an essential thing as a writer to know that. And it takes time, it takes time to know what you like and know what you don't like. You can be in an environment your whole life and not know what it is that you like and don't like because you've been inundated with certain things. And you, you have to learn to separate them um, between what is yours and what isn't. Once again, we aren't going to get into philosophical things of thoughts and thinking, but we're just leaving it at, you know what I'm saying, the basics of what a template is to craft a proper book or a proper ideal or whatever the case it may be. Uh, you could use it as like a, uh, a lesson or a planner or something like this. Whatever you're, you're aiming towards as a goal has a, a set weight or motive or a flow that people usually adhere to and for me mine is very unorthodox it is the definition of unorthodox in every sense in every sensibility of the word i mean <laughs> if i had an editor they probably would be like pulling their hair out and you know asking me for the next chapter or something and i would probably just be asking be like yo did i get that advance like it, it's a rhythm and flow that I had to learn and from many many different years of judgment from others and their input on how it is that I view things uh, people think I'm not vocal but obviously I'm speaking on a part a podcast so I do have some you know delineation to point this out or some acumen to actually decide what it is that I want to say and I have no problem in doing so it just comes with within reason, actually. And um, besides all of the semantics, all you need to know is, as a writer, I just take the time to know what it is I like, what it is I don't like, 
and then how it is that I go about it, um, I have removed that sense of judgment because uh, that's kind of like, you know, 90% of what I find a lot of artists being upset about is the actual act of doing something. And they have the ideas, they have everything, and it's just, you know, they're waiting for the perfect time or they don't want to release it to someone or they feel, you know, super self-apprehensive uh, about it or they feel like this imposter syndrome as if they are undeserving of this great thing that they've created. And you gotta get over those things as a writer, as a creative, as anything, even as a music producer, you know, like those things happen and they come and go. But you, I find that the ones and the artists who are constantly mastering their crafts, who are constantly pushing the envelope, are constantly making something. They, they're constantly making this library. They're constantly sharpening their sword. And it, there's a differentiation of, you know, this older artist who talks about the past and talks about these things that they've created. And I see the difference of others who are clearly, you know, say like still in the studio and clear, you know, clearly still doing their craft and making things. And I, I find that there's no... I mean, even if you look at rappers or something like this, I kind of don't want to say, like, there's a sense of retirement that goes with it. No, I, I want to see, like, you know, this envelope being pushed and how, you know, the word, spoken word and written word, how it can correlate into something uh, quite grand in the future. So that's pretty much what I've been thinking about for these past few days. I've been chilling and, you know, puffing and shouts out to anyone in LA and it's just a real cool thing to see a story progress and not only from inception like the story itself I love because it has so many elements it has so many things that I involve with it and not only with memory it goes along with the human experience and the all the things that you know you love about a Netflix series or all the things that you love about your favorite cartoon or your favorite characters I essentially you know shaved off uh, the pencil shavings and you know crafted these characters from them and, and made them a little bit more relatable but in a more foreign and alien world I'm not privy to a whole bunch of other science fiction like I'll go on a list and maybe name a few names, maybe like Firestorm or Firestarter or something like this, or Firefly. I think that was the name on science fiction, sci-fi sci channel. But it's so many different other writers who are are doing so many different other projects, and they've got apps and websites and all kind of other crazy stuff that you know they've got their own following. And to me, you know. This is no judgment or anything like this. This is my hats off to them because they're literally pushing the envelope and pushing the written word and the craft. And uh, I'll say this on this podcast. I think I said it for like a few, probably like two or three other ones. But with that, the level of comprehension has changed. And you can read it on your Kindle. You can read it on a pad and you'll understand how I say that the level of comprehension has changed. Not only does the written word, you know, you can correlate it to a written page, but now you have a different way of reading and, you know, processing what it is that you look at. 
you can look at a message board and understand quite uh, essentially what it is that I'm talking about or you can look at an internet meme and you can understand everything that's going on in the meme nobody has to teach you how to read it and you go into the comment section and people have deciphered everything that was mystified in the picture and I love that I want to utilize that and springboard that into a new, you know, language verse or a way to correlate what it is that I'm writing uh, on the pad and in the written word. Uh, kind of like a combination since it already is a combination to begin with. Now, I haven't said so <laughs> because it's wildly confusing, but I have, you know, noticeably made up some words in my story. <laughs> words that don't exist and I'm pretty sure uh, the Webster's Dictionary could you know scoff at what it was that I was attempting to explain but you feel me like that that kind of has created and you know morphed into something else that I'm quite proud of and like I said before in the podcast before this one I'm utilizing this into creating a different type of language or something else that it is not, you know what I'm saying, it has to do definitely with this particular world. And, you know, will correlate for the rest of my life, but something that I can meticulously go through, pick through, and it's it's a work in progress, yes. But you get the idea of what I'm barking at here. And uh, the place that I'm creating and crafting for the fifth book is coming right along. Like I said, I wrote a little last night. And I may uh, jot down something today, but I, it's it takes a while to understand the magnitude of the volume of something. Even if you're creating like a ship or whatever, like my hat goes off to the engineers or even the imagination of someone who could craft such a thing. Uh, logistically and even, you know, even if it was just them throwing transistors and wires and shit together, but to make something work and make sense. Uh, architecturally wise is not only a challenge but it, it is a well-deserved challenge to do so to create a setting and to create characters in this setting that move and so every time you look into this idea in your head and in imagination they move and how much you know uh, mm, concentration that takes but then you know imaginative concentration that takes and how fun that is and only someone who has this genuineness as a kid would appreciate that so i am a big kid you have to appreciate that listening to this crazy ass podcast i'm telling you how i write and come up with ideas and it's literally i'm looking at it every day i'm looking at the people and their faces i'm speaking to them i'm looking at the settings i'm looking at television shows i'm reading things i'm looking at articles it, everything is almost an inundation <laughs> of information and it's kind of like this you know pottery type of thing of taking all of these materials that you have and then meticulously going through and crafting them in your own uh, design and that's kind of essentially what I've been doing so I appreciate it I, I always tell people that every day is different on my podcast and not on my podcast alone, but in real life. And that's kind of how I live on mentalities and understanding my art and bringing more to it. 
regardless of who listens, regardless of who judges of whatever it is that I'm crafting, um, I've already written four books, <laughs> literally, and I've already did the fourth book um, as a podcast series and gone through the whole series, and you can listen to it um, from 2020 to 2022, actually, because I finished it last year. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been working on. I'll give you some more updates. I'll let you know when my friend jumps on the podcast and when I do on some more. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. Uh, Hit up more places in L.A. Like, truly, like, these coffee shops be popping. Like, not even into the espresso and all of the, you know, cappuccinos and things like this. But you definitely, if you're in Chicago, excuse me, L.A., definitely hit up a coffee shop. (laughs) Peace.